Man. Well, how many beads of sweat are on your forehead right now? I mean, like, what? How how dangerous is it? I just make beads of check, sweat. Shine check. Yeah, like. Yes, take take three. Uh, you go with that, Ime? Take three. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm, we're Sorry. we're recording right now. So, do you want to? Is there anything else that you want to slug <laughs> under there? And welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 259 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell friends. Just an email at maybe sportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brad Dana. With me, as always, the elite great, most awesome. Ooh. And you're my final forever. Oh, love it. Brandana. Love it. There, right there. Uh, so I do want to say this. Like, it feels like I see what's behind your shoulder right over there. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I see that going on. I see that sign. What it tells me, it, it feels like you know we we lost the um. What you call the cave? We did the podcast before. What was it? What was the name of it? Oh, it's just the, the map, map, the map, map studios. studios Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> Midwest. Yes. What this feels like the new map studio is going on right now. Renovated. Got the piece it needs. That right there. Yep. What are we looking at? The centerpiece. We're looking at uh, a Barry Sanders framed picture with a Barry Sanders rookie card uh, that your boy won at a silent auction. Because you know what? I'm not afraid to spend a little Ducats on some memorabilia. <laughs> Throw it down. How does this si- so silent auction just means like you just do, you see everyone else's bid, right? Like you just write it on mm-hmm. a piece of paper. Okay. So yeah, yeah, just- yeah. Yeah. There's like a little like uh, clipboard. Yeah winnings minimum starting bid right and yeah. uh you put down your bid your phone number and then when it closes out you're like hey fingers crossed so- i got a i got a text saying that hey guess what you now owe some money hey <laughs> up if you want this so did you look at everybody else's number or did you just put down your number a one on the list and be like come at me like this is what we're doing yeah, yeah, I, I kind of big dicked it a little bit i was like <laughs> all right here here's my number top of the sheet Who wants like- a challenge yeah right out it's of the also- gate coming there's no reason to sign up, right? Unless you're beating that other number. But like, sure. it's just like, okay, yeah. So it's a, so did you like circle back to the clipboard to see if your name was still King? Did like, you yes. have to like sign up twice? I've done that. I, yeah, I, okay. I've done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did that. I won another one at uh, auction for um, that Michigan poster that's that's now been relegated to number two behind Barry. Yeah. But that was yeah. Michigan, Ohio, you fill in the rest, win, victory, where I put something down and then I swooped back around to see if it was still there. It wasn't. And so I just, I did prices right style. I didn't do $1 over, but I did like $5 over just to be like, all right, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm getting this. Hopefully that guy doesn't come back and do it. Do you like, yep. are you an auction guy? Have you done like a, like eBay? Like, is there an art to it that you're into? Um, no, these are all like, uh, like events, like going to different things and either it's school related or work related. And so, you know, a lot of times there's like these, you know, they're always doing some sort of silent auction and I've been not fortunate. I don't know, but I've just been around enough where there's like, there's sports memorabilia that will like pique my interest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll do it. Let's, let's fire this up and, and drop some, some money on, uh, some, something that I like. You so know, you and Go ahead. And I wouldn't be like super concerned if I didn't win them. I wouldn't care too much, but yeah, you know, you know, I like it. It's 
why not buy cool shit? It's now that we're in the era of our life where we can buy cool shit. So let's buy cool, sh- cool shit, B. Buy the cool shit. Yeah. That's just saying. Yeah. It's like, is it like, do you throw your hat in the ring? It's just like, oh, uh, like whatever happens, happens. Or are you just like, I want this? Yes. This with Barry, I was like, I want this. So I'm like, I'm throwing out, <laughs> I, no one had bid on it. So I'm going to put a, uh, that's insane. a sizable that's insane. overbid. Yeah. yeah. I, well, and that's the thing is, is like, he doesn't, Barry Sanders, I don't know if you didn't grow up in Detroit. Like, I don't know if it carries the same weight as say like to the casual fan, you know, in these like silent auctions where there's like many different things that are out there and like what dad's going to want to sit there unless they truly love, like it almost spoke to me where it was like, this is for you to bid on. You know what I mean? Who else in the world is going to be like grew up in Detroit in the era where Barry Sanders was King played f- football, only wanted to be a running back because Barry Sanders chose my number, number 20, my seventh grade year to to be uh to play football to in 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 honor of Barry Sanders. Who else is this for? So it's like, well, then that's I must you, go at you. least a hundred dollars over the minimum bid <laughs> to ensure that no one else is going to get this, or at least yeah. they're like, all right, you really got to want this to want this. So you did check back in. Did you check back in on this one? Like, did someone bid you and you put your name down a second time, or like your number is just like no? I I let my number. Coming. I was like, that was kind of like this is the this is the realm into which I I would feel if I lost it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go over this. Yeah. You know, right. It's not yeah. signed. That's the thing. It's not signed. So there's like, there's right. no like, right. There's yeah. no uh, value after the, you know, there's no. Barry Sanders value. probably hasn't seen this or touched it. Like, no, 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 he has not. He has not yet. Not. not yet. Not yet. Exactly. But Barry, I know you're, you're, you're listening and you're watching. Come on, man. Grace me with some goods. What a good gift. And speaking of gifts, guys, you got a gift for yourself with episode 259. Way to hit that play button, guys. We're going to rip from the headlines. We're going to talk the final four. Uh, Judge Jury, Matt Kushner. We're going to look at Lamar Jackson's current state in Baltimore. Uh, Vonathon going to jump on. We had him on earlier. He's going to tell us a little, like, he keeps us up to speed with everybody. And we're a couple, like, you know, we're getting a little older. But chat, GP. GPT, chat, GT, chat, 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 I thought, I thought you said you were okay. I thought you were were AI generated spider, (laughs) spider, spider, spider. Uh, They were going to do Neapolitan showdown. We're going to top, top three desserts. I got one thing that we're going to get someone on. Maybe we'll do it this podcast or the next one, but I want to talk Mab League season three coming up, brother. It's there. And a lot of people got to get in. I'm going to change the structures a little bit. We always got to tweak a little bit, but see what works. And then we're going to finish as we always do with the MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Bro, uh, riff from the headlines, final four. Does anyone care? Why are we talking about this week, brother? <laughs> you did, you texted this to me and you're like, You liked it. It yeah. feels like an, I did like it. It was very funny to me. You're like, Does anyone care about the final four? It feels like very like unceremonious and, um, yes, you know, uh, NIT level with Florida Atlantic. It does because it feels State. it feels like you're building up to something. Usually with Final Four, it's just like okay, like these weekends, you know, like anything is just like all right. Now we're getting down there, but this is the first Final Four where you know that opening weekend feels more exciting than actually what we got to. 
Am I wrong? Um. Oh, you mean say that again? You mean like 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 the opening weekend, like the the round of sixty four, round of thirty two, like all that was more exciting, and it's just like oh, oh we kind of have this product, but yeah. You know, I think it just spoke to that we really didn't have like a an end to end like dominant team that we're like all right let's see if this team can do it you know what I mean we didn't have like a even like the smaller schools we didn't have like a St Joseph with Jameer Nelson and Delonte West going like undefeated through the A10 you know what I mean to like at least clamor onto like some you know uh, upspring uh, team we didn't we didn't have you know it was obviously famously not a blue blood final four there was no blue bloods uh, in there so. Yeah, it is one of those things. It's like, well, where's if you don't love college basketball, like where's the where's the angle to root for? And like Florida Atlantic, there's no real like singular guy carrying the team. Same thing with San Diego State. UConn uh, was probably a a, a good team. You fell off it. in the middle yeah. of the year. I did, and then Miami. Um, you know who's really rooting for Miami basketball. I mean, you know, Jim Laranega, the, the head coach there who led George Mason to one of the other, like more parodied um, final fours back in the day. That was, we didn't even really have that. So it was like, what's the, what's the angle? Like what, give me a reason to tune in it other than you just loving college basketball. But yeah, it kind of gets, it buzzed me out too. Cause I, I don't want to feel like the, I don't want to diminish what they've done, right? Like the kids getting right. there, like what, like, is it everyone blaming? Like everyone's got to like race to a reason that there's not a one or two seed there. Like trying to figure it out. It's like the, the big colleges, like with the one and done, and they're like all doing that. Like, I still want them to be excited, but I'm just, you know, UConn, San Diego state. I mean, I guess I'll watch. I mean, did you watch last yeah. night? Yeah, I watched all the games last night just because, I I mean, the Florida Atlantic-San Diego State was a really entertaining game. You know, it came down to a buzzer beater. San Diego State won it uh, right at the end with a, with a jumper right at the end. So we always love buzzer beaters. So it yeah. gave us a very entertaining game. UConn-Miami was not. I mean, UConn was, was pretty much in control end-to-end for the game. Miami made a few runs here to try and, you know, close it out. But ultimately, they... Uh, you know what? It's funny. I didn't even look to see if they actually did win, but I was like, I'm pretty certain they they did win. Yeah, <laughs> you got yeah, you got one, but yeah, I was like, yeah. they're they're pretty much up there. So, <laughs> um, so um, yeah. I mean, I did watch it. I, I will. I will always watch the final four games. I don't think there's ever been a final four that I have not watched, and I'll watch the the championship game just because you know me personally. I have like a few. Obviously, with the podcast, we want to have something to talk about, but. I'm interested to see UConn potentially winning their fifth national title, right? Since 1999, their first one was 1999. So, I mean, five titles in, you know, 24 years. That's, uh, that's well, not that, something be, to sneeze at. Yeah, that's a real run, right? Nobody nobody can compete with that. What, like, uh, North Carolina probably has, what, did three in 30? Is that right? Maybe um, two. Um... I don't know, but you know, it's about there. Yeah, Duke, uh, Duke is probably in there, but Duke is a little bit longer. Not in starting in the early 90s. Duke has got five titles in that time, right? North Carolina has got at least three. Yeah, three in there. What's the spread on this UConn, San Diego State? I want to say UConn by, I haven't looked at it. Look it up. Pull it up. I'm going to okay, guess. I'm, I'm going to shoot my shot. Go ahead. Just think on it for a second while I look this up. I got it. I, I think I'm going to do. UConn minus five and a half. 
Ooh. Very good. Depends on where you go. So Action Network is saying I wanted to say I wanted to say half. seven and a half, yeah. But that went well, seven and a half is what um seven and a half is where DraftKings is at. It's just the quickest Google search. You're very dialed in. So mm-hmm, Action mm-hmm. Sports, the second one headed at UConn minus five and a half. So you're definitely right in there, B. Look at you. Just like that. Just got it, man. Still got it. I got it. I got it. I love it. Little does Brandana have it? Yes, he does. (laughs) Uh, so what's this to mean next year? Like, what are we looking at? Are these gonna be the team's favorite? Are we gonna be like honestly have to take like a you know a San Diego State? It feels like it's better for college basketball if they get in there because you feel like every one of your teams has a chance. Like yeah, yeah, I don't go. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say too, I want you to speak on this. Uh, I know like in the habit of asking you three questions at once. I think we got a little lucky last year with all the blue bloods being there where we still are just like, Oh, college basketball is kind of still the same. Cause I don't think it is. It's not. Yeah. I, I, I do think so. And I think with, I, I was going to say, you know, to answer the first question, no, I don't think like there's going to be no carryover. Like this will be totally like Florida Atlantic, you know, Dusty May might move on. Some of the guys might transfer, or move up San Diego state. I don't know, you know, UConn, I think some of those guys are going to, uh, you know, put their name in uh, for the for the NBA draft. Same thing with Miami; they're going to lose some talent. Um, so it becomes like one of those things where it's like, uh, this is the new state of college basketball, where essentially we're we're like resetting every year with, well, who's where did people transfer? Right, that'll be one thing. What people declared for the NBA draft, and where are the new like top freshmen that didn't go you know, to like G league or, you know, in, in that direction, where do they all shake out? So it's, it's, it's like every year with college basketball, we're going to shake the etch a sketch a little bit and just kind of have to reset and carry over. And for those that are super into college basketball, they're going to have like a little inside track. It's like, who are the teams to, to watch? Oh, look at me. What happened? What popped up? Got a little, little, little ad popped up started spitting out some tunes i don't know if you heard that on the mic or not sorry audience um but it's it's definitely like it's definitely gonna have to be an evaluation period it's almost gonna go to like it's a little bit of like the nba where it's like the first like the preseason games like the preseason tournaments really just to give you like an idea of who's even out there what teams are kind of playing but you know it's really the slog of it and how they're how they're handling the regular season will be of, of interest but it's it's really, it's almost going to be like who's playing the best towards the end of the season, the last like six weeks into the conference tournament. Who are the teams that are really coming together and gelling? And that's what you're kind of going to have to pay attention to. And it sucks. I mean, if you're if you're one of those fans or alumni of some of those blue bloods, you know, is it going to be, is it going to be like every year you can watch this team and be like, all right, this team is growing. We're building to something. Or is it every year it's just like, hey, man, what do we got this year? Are we going to be good? Are we not going to be good? You know, is the is the strength of like a KU or or a, a Kansas name, is that going to be enough to like every year put out a winning product? Or are we going to see guys like, all right, well, I want to go. I'm going to transfer to a lower end school and be the guy. I don't want to sit and be the sixth man on Kansas. I want to be the man at, you know, um, you know, at like San a Virginia State. Commonwealth, yeah. yeah, San Diego State, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so do you think this lends towards just like we? This feels like the other shoe dropping. We knew it was going to get here. You can 
like Reefport or not, do you think this has any credence in the conversation about expanding the field? Or do you think we're all good? I mean, there's no I, I if we expand the field, I think we're just gonna have more of this teams that are going to get hot toward the end of the season yeah. and go on a real hot run. Um, which I don't, if you're, if you're a fan of, you know, upsets and, and just college basketball chaos. Yeah. Chaos. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Then, yeah. Then you sit there and go, absolutely. This is, this is the more the merrier. Let's get this done. Um, but I, if you're a fan of like quality basketball, I don't know if we're going to get, better play out of adding more teams i think we just well yeah because is, is everyone bummed about i mean unless you're like and you like we gotta chill out also like uconn's in like in the championship yeah. game so we like, we go right. we freak out like center state there's like not that good uh a strong fight for but like do we need to feel like it's broken is it sit like people out or is it just like let's let's just watch the tournament I was thinking about this. Let's just watch the, the tournament. I think our ire of like the brokenness is should not be directed at the NCAA tournament or even the transfer portal. It's like one of those things where I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, it's really, it's really a thing where we've got kids now that there's no reason to stay if things are tough. You know what I mean? And that lends itself yeah. to the transfer portal and that lends itself to, you know, obviously the NIL, I, I, I'm, I'm all in favor of the transfer portal. I'm all in favor of the NIL. But what I'm not in favor of is guys that are like, well, I'm just going to move around a bunch to, 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 so I can get my shine. And when you look at like the state of AU hoops, which we've heard a lot of people talk about recently and the state of like just high school teams, like kids are not interested in being challenged and parents of those children are not interested. They're interested in moving the kids around so that they can get their shot so that they yeah. can play. And these AU tournaments, we've heard a lot of professionals and people talk about that. The emphasis on these AU terms is not to win games. It's not to learn how to win games and play as a team. It's really like a exposure, get out there, you know, obviously it's like a combine. Yeah, yeah, it's like get, a combine tape for sure. Yep. Yeah, get good mm -hmm. tape, get mixtapes, right? Get highlights. You know yeah. what I mean? Don't actually learn how to win the game, but just get something that could create a little bit of a, a buzz for me. So, so what is I, so what is a college coach right now? Oh, go ahead, buddy. No, 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 no. And I was just gonna say, and I think that that creates the fundamental like platform for these kids. And it's like, all right, well, so then I get all that. I get, I'm a four or five star recruit. I get to a Kansas. I walk on, the cam on campus and I've always been the man. And if I haven't been the man, I've just transferred high schools because now kids are going to like two and three different high schools. They're going to these prep academies to get That's like crazy these basketball yeah. things. And then it's like, all right, you know, um, now I show up on campus and oh shit, guess what? Like the talent even though I was really good and I was playing in these AAU tournaments, now it's like the cream of the crop, right? Now everyone is of that upper echelon of those AAU tournaments that I was playing against. And I'm also playing against guys that have been here playing basketball, two, three years more developed, like understand the game. And it's tough, and I don't want to ride the pine, so I'm, I'm not getting my shine. So I'm going to leave a Kansas, and I'm going to transfer to, um, you know, like a Florida, or I'm going to transfer to another spot. Yeah. 
and it just it just it just it creates a weird environment where we're watch where us as fans go well shit all these kids are just you know i don't know what my team looks like anymore and i don't yeah, necessarily know ultimately if it's going to be like the best basketball played to watch sorry go ahead i know this is really good because you're almost saying like college basketball becomes like an extension of the au or whatever like the those mm-hmm. leagues kind of is like the same thing I was like, so the big question I want to ask you, and now like you even talk about that, like makes me double down on versus college football. Like how important is the coach and like, what's the new coach role? Cause now it's like, it seems like the coach and like for college football, you have to pass through for like what, two years, three years or something. Like you have to, like if you, if you want to get the league, like NFL, you have to go through that. You do not have to do that in college basketball. So like, how do you see like management on a coach level, college football, Versus college basketball. Oh, I mean, you're still going to have you. You have transfer portals in in both both worlds, right? Um, yeah. But it's more devastating to college basketball than it is to college football. Well, yeah, because it seems like the talent can leverage the coach more in basketball, right? Versus football. Yeah. Like football is still like a team. Like I can. We, I think we all kind of talk about just like how many people are like needed for the team what goes on but it still seems like you have control of it as opposed to like having one talent in college basketball that like if they get kind of unhappy like as a coach you're exposed because you can't have them leave right exactly and and i do think like in college football the the scheme the the play style is also very important as well too you know what i mean guys are going to want to go to 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 play styles that suit their skill sets so um, I, I, when you brought that up, I immediately thought about like Oklahoma and, uh, Caleb Williams, who was a freshman who then immediately hopped in the transfer portal. Cause Lincoln Riley went to USC and then became the quarterback at USC, Oklahoma. Then obviously, you know, they had a down year this year, but I think ultimately they are still Oklahoma and they're still going to have like plenty of kids wanting to come and if, with the right coaching and the right system, they're going to be able to, to backfill a Caleb Williams where that would have been a, you know, if, if that's like, you know, we'll, we'll go back to KU. It's like, if you had a dominant, like high, you know, college player of the year nominee, and he then is, you know, in, bound to the university for a couple of years. And then he leaves Bill self is kind of, people are going to be like, Hey, Bill self, what's going on here where this kid's cutting tail and leaving right away you know what i mean so i do think it's one of those things where and then you know recruiting and and the one and dones in college basketball you know that's always been there for a long time so you're just in this like rinse repeat thing but i don't think like college football you don't have to like everyone knows the system everyone's learning it there's still enough contributors to the system in college basketball like you're turning over that system or not that system you're turning over the players and everyone's trying to figure out how to play with each other because like you've got like six guys leave in a year and it's like all right well i'm replacing 50 percent of my roster and trying to get them all on the same page and you've got requirements where they can't practice during the off season or very limited you know practice time or coaching time so it's like, man, I'm really hoping that they all come together. It's uh, college being a college basketball coach. It's got to be insanely difficult in comparison to a college football coach. Yeah, because it's just it's right there in front of your face. Like they're just going to leave, and it's so. Do you feel like is is this glorified recruiters? Like which one is college basketball versus college football? Like 
which is like, do you really see like the scheme of like coaching matter? Cause I think we saw that and we talked about a little bit just with the, the round of 32, like Bill Self not being there with the KU team. Like you feel like, you know, they win that game if Bill Self's there, you know, like, is it really like, is Nick Saban amazing? He's a great recruiter and just like great players. Yeah. I think, I think it's really funny too. Cause it's like, you know, Nick Saban, man, I mean, it's, it's so, so it's really, it's really different where I think like, Saban has totally like uh, he's become the the like CEO of the Alabama organization and his his edict of winning and his like disciplines are top down and he's got that structure very organized so when they lose they lose tons of assistance every year he backfills and he's also got people to clamor to come in there but they have to adhere to the way Nick Saban does things. So he's figured out a methodology, a system, coaching, everything like that. And then he becomes like the the heavy hitter, right? If Saban walks in to your living room as a quarterback or an offensive lineman, like it's a big deal, you know? Yeah. And with college basketball, man, you know, I still think it's going to carry some of that weight and that gravitas, but I don't know. I mean, if you're if you're talking to college or like high school kids, are they looking at at a Bill Self with the same reverence? Like Bill Self came came into my room, or you know, or like I mean, who's the, Bill Self is probably the like the biggest college basketball coach. Tom Izzo, you know, Coach K's gone, uh, Bayheim's yeah. gone. I mean, these are people that we grew up with. Like, who's sitting there going like, oh wow, this is that guy in my living room? It's got to be Bill Self at this point, right? Yeah, it, it, yep, you're exactly right. And now I'm getting it also, like, you're not selling, like, you're not selling the team. Like, college football, you're selling the team. It's just, like, come be yeah. part of, like, this tradition. Like, now, like, on college basketball, you're just, like, hey, come be the guy here. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, yep. it's not, like, all the great things we have where it's, like, a wide receiver course coming in, like, you need to be. It's just, like, hey, like, you get to be, like, you get to play in Allen Fieldhouse this you know, the spotlight will be bright. You don't do this for as long as we can have you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think in those rare circumstances, Bill Self has got an edge over every other college basketball coach. But, you know, you're you're really hoping like the Blue Buds are really leaning on the brand of their university, like a Duke, a UNC. You know, this is where Jordan played, right? Like that's always going to give you. But yeah. now like Kobe, here's the other thing, like Kobe and LeBron not playing you know, high school bat or college basketball, there's no that generation that watched those guys that were like, that guy went to Duke or that guy went to, you know, Michigan or all, all those things. And they don't, they don't see them as that. You know what I mean? The, and no one who name the last, you know, wooden award winning college basketball player probably can't. Right. Yeah. Name name we can name the Heisman winners, right? We see it, it's a big deal. Heisman's and that really representing the school and the brand and all that stuff. Like there's just a there's not like um Yeah, I think that's what it is celebrated yeah. the same way. Yeah, I think college fo football, like you see they have to do it in college basketball is just like, oh, like they just like it's a means to an end. It's just like, oh, like I'll show like I'll put this jersey on, it doesn't really matter, like because I'll be wearing, you know, fucking like San Antonio Spurs jersey <laughs> like a year yep. from now. Like as it was like I should get in there. Um, yeah, all right, brother. Sure. Well, real fast, give me the who do you like? How much UConn by 10 and a half, 11? I think we're gonna do I that. Like probably that. like, yeah, I think it's probably that's probably around like plus 180, I would guess. Oh, let's let's see, let's see. 
Uh, I do like that. I do think that they're going to, I mean, San Diego state is a, I like Brian Dutcher, the head coach. She's a former Michigan assistant during the Steve Fisher era. Um, but I do think like, man, just watching them, they, they match up. They're real tough. They have really strong guard play. And I wouldn't be surprised because the way that they handled the way that they handled, um, uh, Miami, who was playing very well. Um, let's see here. You said, what do you say? 11 and a half. I said 11 and a half at plus 180 is I'm going to say it's at plus what is it? Is it there? One, one, you, you, what say it? I was gonna, I was gonna drop down to plus one seventy. Once you're you're dancing around at one seventy five. That's why I didn't want to catch you. <laughs> you're right, so I'm... right there. But I, but I would, I would make that, I would make that bet. It's interesting the drop off to that half of a point to uh, a buck sixty five or plus sixty five for minus eleven. Oh yeah, and then Yukon just... minus twelve is plus one ninety five. I like it. Uh, so we'll do, um, I'll cut right now. It'd be UConn. I'm going to say UConn by 11. Uh, I like that very much. Uh, I think, I think it's a closer first half, five, six points. So if you're looking at any alternate spreads and I think they, they just, they bury them in the second half. I think uh, San Diego state tries to play a little that Thatcher kid, the their guard, San Diego state's guard. Um, I think he gets, like he starts off hot like he did or shoot Bradley, Matt Bradley, excuse me, starts off hot, hot. Like he did this first game. Hot. Uh, he starts off hot. Hot. So hot. hot. <laughs> so hot. funny. Uh, <laughs> I said something the other day that I was like, that I misspoke. Oh, I, I said, heard. I meant to say heard. I said, hood. And my, and Dr. Mitchell, the commission like, what? Hood? What are you talking hood? about? And I was like, oh man. I, I'm growing a speech impediment as I get older, which is not great for podcasting. Um, all right, let's jump into a judge, jury, map cutioner, Lamar Jackson. Yes. So I know we talked about this like briefly. Who fucked this up? Is it the team? Is it like, is it him? Is it having no agent? Like this is, and the more I hear about the more insane it's, it's I, number one, I can't believe. I'll do my little monologue real quick. I can't believe teams aren't falling over themselves to grab Lamar Jackson because it is a great yes. point. Like this is a like a top eight quarterback, but also like we know how fast and how big that chasm is dropping off from like tier two to like tier three. It's just like, okay, well, these these guys like will never win you a Super Bowl. That's that. This is a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl. We both agree with that. Yeah, I believe so. Like, why you're not trading all your shit to get him, and why is he on the market and available still in his prime? That second question is the is the two hundred thirty million dollar question, if you will. Right? <laughs> I mean, that really is is like, how did it get to this point? Man, I just do, do you I, think? I, do you think it was like? Do you think the Ravens took a page out of like the Dak Prescott, like Dallas Cowboys playbook, and they're just like, oh, we can. You know, we kicked the can a little bit and land right. and not get crazy. And it just blew up in their face because Lamar Jackson has a representation. He's taken it personally. And now he's doubling it down because like now it's public knowledge. And he's like, I'm going to get what I'm going to get. And this mm-hmm. fucked everything up. I do think so. I do think that there's also a little sprinkling of their their AFC North rivals and the Steelers, which kind of like the Steelers don't bend to remember with Le'Veon Bell. And they're not going to be held hostage by that. They're not yeah. going to pay players they're going to replace players 
And I do think that the Ravens looked at that and they're like, well, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if we're going to do this. We're not going to give you that big guarantee. You know, they know him the most intimately and, and they know kind of his injury history. And if that's a concern for them, then that's where they're going to sit there. And they're drawing a hard line. I don't get it. You have to pay somebody. So might as yes. well be Lamar Jackson. <laughs> like, you right. know, like you're, you're going to spend money, a lot of money on a quarterback. If you're privileged enough to do that, like it might as well be this dude. Right. And think of all the production that you got on him out of him early on, on a very cheap rookie scale at the end of the first round. Yeah. So some of this is a little bit, and it happens in baseball too. It happens in a lot of sports where it's like, all right, well, I'm paying you a little bit on past performance too. You know yeah. what I mean? I can't, if you want to look at my injury history, also look at my win record and my MVP and all that history. And that's the argument that I think like Lamar is making, you know, it's like, um, you know, Hey, let me, let me do this. And, and, or I did this, get me, let, let me get paid now. And I think the Ravens are are looking at it a little one-sided. So then you, then you have the, the non-traditional route of negotiations, not having a guy to, you know, kind of go through and serve on the behalf and have some of those tougher negotiations that are removed from it. And the double jump personal. Yeah. Right. And then I, I love that you brought that up because I do think that there is that element to it where it's yeah. like, it's become now like, fuck you. You're not going to pay yeah. me. You're not going to respect me. So I'm just going to walk. And Lamar played a dangerous game of like, all right, well, I'm going to put my, you know, I'm going to make it known that I, I'm, don't want to play for you anymore. I'm going to go find somebody else. And no one is like right there to back it up. That's where an agent would have been like, look, this is the play because I'm talking to this organization, this organization, and they have feelers. And I don't know if he had that going on before he was like, screw it. I'm just going to go out there. And it's like, Oh, crickets. I thought it was going to get a deal immediately. And it's fucking crickets. Yeah. Um. So we'll talk about that. So but I want to do this first. Like, do you think that, People are giving the Watson contract shit as they should. It's, is that affecting Lamar Jackson's number? And if so, why? I mean, it's well, it's here's the thing. I think he's using that as the standard into which he should like the justification of. Well, why. yeah, because I think we saw a quote, right? It's just like, I want to be paid as much as Watson yes. or more, I want to be paid more than Watson, which All I right. get this guy's egos because it's like, there's not, if you can't, you know, the egos are two spots, right? It's just like, I'm winning chips and then it's just like, I'm, I'm getting paid the most. So yes. you, you can control one of those like once every three times in your career. And this is that. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, I mean, it was a, it was a huge, like, it was a huge uh, contract and a big Yeah. The Browns thing. fucked up. I mean, the Browns, like, I don't know what they were fucking thinking. Like they reset the table for the entire league on how to lock down a quarterback. Cause it was like, you know, massage Watson, like not even like reinstated the league yet, <laughs> like getting this huge deal. And now like every quarterback getting signed. Would you talk a little bit about that too? It's just like, what did the chiefs do right? Were they spreading over 10 years, like seeing what's coming down the line? Like how are the chiefs kind of ahead of it? And we don't hear these barking things from, you know, some of these great young QBs because they're figuring shit out early. Yeah. I mean, the, the, um, Mahomes deal was was interesting because of the long term. Like we typically never see yeah, those. That's like a baseball contract. Deals. Yeah. 
Right. Baseball contract, 10 years, you know, $450 million. But it was very, like, interestingly, like, get, like it was structured in such a way that was really team friendly. So there was a bit of a concession that was made on on two sides. One is is they they agreed to a long term deal for um you know for Pat Mahomes right because obviously we want to lock this guy up as long as possible, but we're going to structure it where it's going to you know basically it's not going to give us like such like diminishing cap restrictions on like just fully guaranteed money it's all base salary a lot of it is like roster bonus money so it's basically he him being on the roster and so what he what what pat mahomes gave up is like being top end like long term and re-upping and renegotiating these deals like he gave a little bit of like all right let me let me take long-term security, but maybe not making a ton, the, the most or being in the the top five. Cause he's already, I think like per, per year, he's already like, he's only like fourth or fifth. Yeah. Like an average per year. But he, did he do this to be team friendly? Right. I like think so. Wants- I think so. But he also, he got something in the long term, right? So it's a given yeah. trade, give, give trade yeah. right? Which you, if you want to look and examine like relationship wise, like clearly, there's a strong relationship and an understanding of what each party has there. Whereas when you look at it conversely to, you know, the Ravens, there's no, there's no mutual respect in that negotiation. Either the Ravens don't respect what Lamar has or vice versa. And he doesn't agree with how they're doing things. And it becomes like this thing where they're just pitted against each other. And it really becomes about money and pay me my money. And you also haven't supported me by finding me wide receivers by doing this and the Ravens could argue and be like, well, we built our whole offense around you. You know what I mean? I think that's where other teams are very nervous about Lamar Jackson is the Ravens had decent success, but the offense was like really focused around Lamar. I would argue they didn't do the most that they could for him with the right receiving core, but they really like structure. They put a solid offensive line around him they had running backs. They just didn't get the wide receivers, but they, but philosophically, they were like really, you know, bent on running the ball, possession football, and Lamar Jackson, you know, being a dangerous running, you know, personality or person um, when he can. So it was like, I think that's where teams are like in Atlanta Falcons, like, well, do we have to restructure our entire offense to bring this guy in there? I think it's more about that than it is about like the injuries or all this other stuff. So who's right? Like whose side do you take? Like, do you, if if you're running the Ravens right now, like, are you right? Is like Lamar right? I I know like both sides have their things, but which side do you? Where, where I, do you? I, I would I would give a little bit more. I'd lean a little bit more toward Lamar. Like he's 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 the football player. He has a lower like longevity with that with that team than you know than the owners of the Ravens do. So um, and and to your point, your point's great. Who else are you going to pay? Who are you going to pay? You You're going to reset your your franchise. So um, you might, I mean, there's a way to win that negotiation by making them feel appreciated that they clearly did not do. And unless he was just as, like held you hostage and was like $230 million. But let's be fucking honest. It's a crazy amount of money. But in the NFL, is it so fucking absurd 
Like his two hundred thirty million dollars spread over five years, like the most insane thing ever. You got to spend cap money. You got to spend it somewhere. So what the That's fuck why, are like, you doing? Exactly. This is like a Kirk Cousins fight. I never bring it up as like a Vikings fan, but it's just like I get like middle and like you just have to ask yourself like, do you think Lamar Jackson can win a Super Bowl? That's what I'm asking you. Right. Yes. Do you think? Do you think he can? Yeah, I do. Great. Then you, then you have to pay him. Like that's yeah. the you know it's the, it's the regular like fuck you pay me <laughs> like you know it's yeah. just like yeah it's just like. Done. Or I'll ask you, I'll take that next one, one next step further. If that answer is no, all right, then who are you bringing in that is? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, are you starting over? Like, are you looking to draft someone and seven years from now getting this opportunity, you know, to pay a quarterback, like making the highest paid quarterback in the league? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, what are we doing? So, I mean, so for those two, those two reasons, if you don't think he can, if you think he can, then pay him. If you don't think he can, then what's your plan B? Because your plan B was, fuck it, you go out and negotiate, which is a fuck you to Lamar. Go ahead and negotiate. Go figure it out. We'll give you this non-restricted tender. You can get, someone wants to pay us two picks. We'll figure it out. Otherwise, here's your fucking franchise tag. Like, there's no, like, this next this next year, a little forecasting for over-unders Ooh. next year. Be interesting yeah. to see what that what that is, right? Because... Uh, I might lean heavily on the under. Yeah, Ravens right now. I would think the Ravens right now, not knowing Lamar Jackson's future, I would probably like eight and a half, nine. Eight and a half. There. I was gonna say eight and a half. Yeah, say yeah. It. with that kind of baked in, like just kind of coin flip on it. Um, okay, so if we, so where does Lamar Jackson land? How's this all shake out? I think, unfortunately, the way it's looking, I don't know who's who's signing him and dealing up two picks. I think someone will want to, or should. I've said Atlanta many, many times. Arthur Blank mm-hmm. has repeatedly doubled down that they're not going to. So I, I, I think then this means it's going to be fucking Baltimore. He's going to end up signing for that thirty-two million dollar franchise tag. Oh, and play good. One more year. Well, I mean, good for Baltimore. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do see like Arthur Blank. Like it, it kind of seems like a guy when you get like these billionaire, billion-dollar owners, like they feel like they dig their heels in and they're just like. Is they would never like go back on the coach. So the fact like he's getting quoted saying it like makes me feel like he's definitely not going to Atlanta. He's got to be the one that signs off on that deal. And ain't no way Home Depot Arthur Blank is signing off. <laughs> on that. Um. All right, let's jump to Neil Boston Showdown. Race to the jam. So let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. Showdown. We are talking top desserts, bro. I threw this back. Yeah, bro. I think we've done this before. I think so. We're we're not ashamed of running them back a time or no. two. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, I think I'm gonna lose. Like, I think we've done this before. Like, people are gonna get it. It's we're coming up close to year five. Do you know mm-hmm. my plans for year five? I don't know if I want to drop this right now. I don't. I'm. It's already in the. It's in the works. It's in the mix. <sighs> Please save it. Please tease, though. But save we do it? have some. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Some Something's fun. going on. So, some like, I, here's the only thing I'll do is just like look up what the anniversary is of year five. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm saying. MA, that's all I'm uh, saying, bro. That's all I'm doing. Uh, that's, all I'm doing. Uh, that's all I can do. I like it. Uh, okay. So, best desserts, probably done before. Uh, are you a dessert guy? When I'm, when yeah. I'm drinking a little bit, 
not huge on desserts, give me more booze after the thing, but like when I'm not drinking, I'm just like, give me all the cake you have. Yes. I I I, I feel you on that a little bit. I although sometimes I when I really get naughty, it's when the two combine and I'm like, you know what? I'm a wine about a wine deep in. Give me yeah, those chocolate covered almonds because I'm gonna go <laughs> ham on them right now. What do you feel like your like your lust for desserts, like the flavor you wanted, changed as you got older? Like, were you like used to be like a fucking MMs guy and a cheesecake guy, or it's like was there any dessert that you were like, I'm out and I'm in on, or like you're in now I'm out? Ooh, I don't think so. I think I've been, I'm, I'm the United Nations of dessert. Like I'll take all comers, you know, give me your, give them, <laughs> well, give fruit, them all I mean, me. fruit doesn't count. Right. Like, so I was fruit like, is not a dessert. yeah, like the big thing, like when we're there is just like, we're getting like fruit cocktails. I'm just like, this isn't really, we're not deserting. Yeah. This is fruit and syrup water. I know yeah, it's this sugary. Is, yeah. This is not it. I'm not, I'm not into nature's dessert. No, thank you. Pass. <laughs> Uh, all right, so top three. My number three. The reason I brought this up because my number one did change. For the oh, first, okay. like I, I had a number one dessert that is going to move in a two slot. I had a number one dessert with a bullet that couldn't change, but I had something, and I think it's portable, more acceptable. But my number three is going to stay what it always is, and it's going to be Ben and Jerry's pint of ice cream half baked. Bro, and, any oops, any any half baked. In uh, happy. Oh, T Boss, you can you can judge this. We're doing desserts. You can weigh in. T Boss, T Boss can judge. And happy. No, what? No, it's just like uh, it's the you know this right? It's the cookie dough with. Oh, the, the cookie dough. Rice. That's right. I thought that there was. Yeah. I thought there was more than just. I thought that was a whole genre of it. I didn't know that's a specific flavor. That's specific. Yeah, that's that. Um, that's a very good one. I love anything, cookie dough ice cream, top notch ice cream next level ice cream i love it big fan of it um you, you've only you've set a very high bar for yourself in terms of desserts b i gotta say this right now because it's, there... I, I, it's about to get crazy uh, so t-boss where you can judge we're doing top desserts ever my two and one are off the fucking chain but let me hear your three because i because i was coming at it already had me up to speed <laughs> <laughs> Glad, glad, glad you can figure it out. You're limber now. You're nice. loose. You're feeling fancy free. <laughs> Boom! You're ready to go. You do look um, different. Yeah. You do look. Yeah. Exactly. Look, so someone say ten pounds lighter. I, I think. Anyways. I think he's fucking changed the angle. Like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I was gonna go very basic because I think this is. I don't know if you would. Mm, Ooh, you, yeah, I might get negged on this as not being a real dessert, but give me some chocolate covered pretzels. Is a fucking sweet little d- delicious treat at the end of it. Uh, I know I've, I can already see your yeah. faces. So uh, I don't, I don't, like I don't fuck your Yeah, sweet and salty. You know that about me. I don't. I know. Like, I do know this. I knew that. Mm-hmm. that oh, if, if I was going to say your question, that would be my only biggest change. Like I can, I can now blend the two together in a in a sort of um you know merging of of two things now, sweet and salty. Yeah, that's good. Uh, how do you rank it, T Boss, for a third? We'll do half baked ice cream, Ben and Jerry's versus chocolate pretzels. All right. Well, I mean, BJ, I mean, you're starting well. You're starting at a high mark right there, Ben and Jerry's. Uh, 
It's a tried and true. It's clearly dessert. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Paul, Paul is getting just the tip in on snack town. Like, <laughs> you know. oh, that's a good point. That's a good true. point. Like, yeah. Yeah. Snack versus sure. dessert. That's a great point. That's a great You're point. You're trying to sell. I don't know. Like, like I, I was, I was at Nobu last night, and I distinctly recall two different kinds of ice cream. I handed it back and I said, "Where are the chocolate covered pretzels?" <laughs> oh, in this All class. Right. I mean, it's a class. What so. a great, what a great but, Nobu drop right now. Ooh, I know, right? All right, there. Yeah, oh, right. look who's got four hundred bucks. All right, Dude, it was all the LA you'd always like. Oh, uh, like some <laughs> woman in like classic couture comes in with a baby stroller with this albino pomeranian, like with that cracked Whoa. out happiness that pomeranians always have on their fucking faces, <laughs> like. And it was just, it was ridiculous. Anyways, um, so I mean, I don't even need to be, I don't need to extend this any longer. Yeah, Clearly, yeah. Ben yeah. and Jerry's wins. Uh, yeah. Paul, you you get some, you get points for it's tasty. You're absolutely it is tasty. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I, I the snack is good. Thank you, beer. All yeah. right, the t- the two slot. I'm going two slot. to. Oh, go ahead. This, this used to be my number one. It dropped down to my number two, but it's. I don't even know. Like, I want to do co ones, but you can't. But I'm going to do tiramisu. Tiramisu is every fucking layer is a high five, and they all work together, and they look they, they feel like they give a shit about each other. Like they're all working together to get it done. It's great with the coffee. Like it's it's just like it is a good wrap up to this meal. It's fantastic. And usually, like I, even when we're partying, I'll sell tiramisu. Really interesting. Yeah, I cool. uh, I do. I don't know, you know, tiramisu to me is one of those ones where it's like, I don't know if I've ever truly had like a peak tiramisu that's like knock my dick into the dirt tiramisu. You know oh what I mean? God, Maybe I've just had peak. a bunch of a bunch of one offs, right? Where we're I, I had a bunch of you know Carmelo Anthony tiramisus where they all want to <laughs> one layer wants to shine over the other. You know what I'm I mean? They'll look at the contract, but yeah, so I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like even like I I will disagree because even like driving through Italy, like you stop at a gas station, they have like tiramisu in a fucking cup. Oh, really, that professor? Was, in that Italy, still... they, they have good tiramisu. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he's thinking about that, investing. Were so far ahead until he like humble bragged harder than I've ever seen in my life. You read one All Men for Markets, and all of a sudden, like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was I was in the world and then I traveled through Italy. That's fair. I was I was literally just trying to do like the shittiest spot you could get tiramisu to the top and telling you there's not a big gap between that dessert. And it turned out to just like, hey, I make money. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you could if you could find a good uh tiramisu in a gas station in Iowa City, Iowa, then then I can can stand behind tiramisu. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um but you did do a good uh, job of like letting us know we're uneducated Philistines. Yes, exactly. Um, well, mine I don't necessarily know if you need to travel to Germany to get really good German chocolate cake, but (laughs) I will say nine number two, German chocolate cake. Give me all the chocolate. I'm really leaning really? heavy into chocolate on this dessert round. I, yeah, I we like realized. yeah because we like chocolate. Like I don't like if something yeah. fruit flavored. Like I don't like custard. This fruit flavored. Like I think we're just mm-hmm. like I want that. Like it's dessert time. Yeah, 
Like, it feels decadent. It's dense. It's cake. It's layers of chocolate. So you're you're you know. you're you're a coconut dog. You roll with, you roll with coconut. Like I'll a take coconut. a little of it. Yeah. Is there right. coconut? I'll take a mouth. In chocolate, right. German chocolate cake, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that the only thing that's going on? Yeah. It's like chocolate with coconut in it. I don't think there's coconut. No, I, don't think, I don't think there's coconut in there. No, I thought it's all just like chocolate ganache and like chocolate chocolate. You know, this is weird to me, B. For a man as well traveled as you, I would, <laughs> I would think that you, that you would have right, noted you know not a whole lot of fucking palm trees in Germantown. <laughs> you know, there's fucking all right. There is there's coconut in German chocolate cake. Am I insane? Oh, you're right. right you're right. You're right. Right. Wrong about this. Coconut pecan frosting, man. Oof. What's Over up? Two. This round is I'm, good. This I'm is back. Going good. I'm back from my fucking world travelers and hanging out with uh, my dipshit friends. <laughs> maybe I just meant know. chocolate cake. I don't know if I like coconut. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Ah, man. <laughs> I mean, oh, I want to go with you so hard. You I know. know I'm really. But you literally really fucking can't. this up. Really really Brandon doesn't deserve it. And by the way, you can't ever be dark. Don't hold yourself back for going hard on chocolate. Like, wait, I, I respect yeah. it. It's a king. You're like, if if it's the equivalent to like, you, nothing's more annoying than like having the the, the basketball goat conversation and people mm. like Kobe, Jordan, LeBron, and then some asshole tries to make that argument for Tracy McGrady. Like, <laughs> right. you're... <laughs> You can yeah. stay you know in chocolate. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know what I you know what I did? You know what I did? I was feeling a little insecure and I tried to gussy it up with German chocolate cake when I really just wanted to say chocolate cake. It's really what it comes down to. It's me to audience, here I am. Yeah. Here's insecure MA in front of you right now. Also, I'm like, just you... a boy staring in front of a chocolate cake asking to be respected. <laughs> you guys try to make fun of me so hard, so now I have to lock down and be like, I don't normally want to do this, but your answer was German chocolate cake. And yep, so that will be scored. Fair. Fair. I, mean, I, I got I to gotta say, P, like, yeah, I know you hate it. Did everything it. he could. He, <laughs> he squandered the lead. The yeah. clock was running down yeah. You yeah. at the rim and you just clanged it. Yep. I'm sorry no, when you went I, with. I, I, I kicked it off the back rim. I know. I know, and I love tiramisu, B. So you, you, you know, got oh, it's, it's really good. yeah, it's got a little crispy. I right, said so number one, like this took over tiramisu for me, which was crazy. I didn't realize I didn't have it. Like it shows up in a movie I love, and I didn't realize I've never really like consumed one. How it should be done? It is insane. It's like a donut, but better. It is an eclair. Like I had like my first eclairs in France, and it's just like legit like <laughs> all right okay where were you did you have to travel to get it yeah i did i did uh there's like <laughs> oh man there's like chocolate pudding mousse it's not it's not either one of those but it's kind of both it's like a chocolate pudding mousse in between it like in a little like long john but like crispier donut it's it's incredible it's my top spot tough um I don't think, yeah. I mean, they're they're fine, like, you know. Uh, sure, a Claire mm. top spot. How often have you like? How many times you've been like? I don't see a Claire's maybe in your your wayward travels. Uh, on the menu too often. Sure. All right, we did. That's right. We are <laughs> we are beating a dead horse a little bit on this. 
But I'm just I, right now. I'm just I'm salvaging a victory. I'm trying to pull anything I got. <laughs> There's to, like, no way you're winning. There's no way you're fucking winning this. I know. Right? Oh, like, the voice is dead because Brandon traveled on it so hard. <laughs> I know. He fucking he, all know, over yeah. the roadside right, of the. Okay. Um, eclairs are good. Yeah, I like them. Uh, I think I have a weird thing with eclairs because Mrs. Four Star used to get them all the time. Like, but like the big like Costco, like mm. almost like um like sheets of them they, they would come in like 12 packs and then they'd be frozen and then we get there and they would be kind of like the chocolate when they unfreeze get a little like running on the top and the custard was always like this weird like confection not not my favorite i wouldn't order them not to say that you can't have it uh calling it a donut is weird it's not it feels like, like a donut. it feels like a long john it feels like a, it, a it better is feel, long. does feel like a long like, john but like this, a smaller better yeah long yeah john. so i'm gonna go with something um um that there's a place called Ritter's. It's a custard place nearby. Uh, I'm going to go with their peanut butter mountain. It's so fucking good. It's ice cream, crumbles of uh, like basically like Reese's peanut butter cups, some nuts in there, whipped cream, peanut butter sauce all around the edge of the cup. Give me a peanut butter mountain. And then you can choose whatever custard you want. Vanilla is great. Chocolate's great. Give me all the fucking peanut butter and crumbles and chocolate and ice cream you can get. I'm going peanut butter mountain number one when you guys come and visit. We're going to Ritter's because it's open year-round. I'm buying you some peanut butter mountains. That's my number one. With the flight? I got the flight, Trent, if you're ready to go. Wow. I love how hard Paul's going because there was an invite. There's free food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulling out all the stops, baby. and that was an eloquent sales of essentially like a we the better blizzard mm-hmm. like sales pitch. It like, is, and he, he, you know what's nice is he, he didn't bring up blizzard. He was ex- yep. he was describing it like it had just been invented, which is good. Yep. Like you could easily you be let like, me do like, it. That's salesmanship thing. right there. <laughs> oh I let God. you put, picture that dessert in your mind, didn't I? Uh, yeah. Oh fuck, Paul. I I am now uh, even more convinced that Indianapolis is covered in security systems because <laughs> of that acumen right there. Thank that's, you, sir. Thank that's you. That's impressive. Because yeah, you led me there, but I, man, did I take the gulps of uh, from that water on my own. Um, B, you do have some things going in your corner because I actually recently was traversing Europe. Uh, and when I was in my own travels throughout Italy, uh, I actually, in all seriousness, I hated this because I don't, it's always annoyed me when people will go places and then come back and say it. And yeah. Jack and I begrudgingly, like, we're like, no, it it is true. Like, the way they do food in Europe is better. Like it's like we're you, you could just tell, and like we were astonished at just you can walk into any bakery and like the the pastries were different. Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's not it's it's not a chain. They give a shit. Like you walk into any bakery and it's just like a third generation fucking like fifth generation fucking like yeah, bigger. Like it's they're just well, like the, this the is sandwiches at the airport were like fresh they they don't microwave anything i mean it was like a normal seven dollar but it was just like the bread was i it's it's just it's just different it's just better and i was annoyed at myself for i fought it because i don't i hate that whole like go over there and shit on america and all this stuff yeah get the w get the w being said so i'm going the better blizzard um clearly 
understanding what this was about was about me and my peanut butter mountain and a free invitation for, for wait because you i mean i we said this so so he was number one but he wins the entire thing also he wins the entire show i don't think so no yeah no it's you a win B, it's a B one. You, yeah, you, the battle, oh wait the what battle, happened the battle goes to p the war goes to b we're gonna jump into uh mab league season three <laughs> let's talk about this so t-boss you gotta take part of uh the first two seasons of mab league what is it one like, one of them one one honest. of them don't forget did one one yeah the first right yeah one the first yeah. uh what was it about like just kind of tell us what it is like assume the audience knows nothing about the league and then we'll get into how we can we have a few ideas of how we're going to make it different like for season three but we'll hear what you think but pitch us what it is uh okay just explaining it uh yeah i'll try to be concise which is you know my nice talk to you for um, yeah, yeah uh well it's literally you ju- it's just a video game that you we we run a a draft like a professional draft uh you put of all the greatest uh, st- uh stars in, in the nba technically anybody if you want them uh but typically if you want to win you go with the best um and uh, we just have you you accrue your your team um, in the second season. You actually was my downfall because you actually could choose the style of play. Um, and there turned out to be only one that can win. Um, and it wasn't the one I picked. Defense doesn't really matter, apparently. Um, <laughs> but um, and then the computer will automate and run the whole uh the simulate the entire system um if you're like with a full roster of nba teams all um uh, you know also created by by ai uh (laughs) this 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 one might be this might have been like the nesting place for chat gpt it might have come from from this yeah it's a theory um so yeah it's 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 like yeah it's it's a team's Eight teams that we actually generate people for, we draft them all and we run them against each other in hopes to get to the playoffs. And then we do the playoffs. MA and I show up and we'll actually announce those games in mm-hmm. real time. So we have like, I think we had uh, eight teams season one, eight teams season two, same owners, yeah. right? We're going to run those back. Yeah. So we're going to run uh... them season three. We Is had one... we had we had a couple. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, one... out. We had we had Joie de Vivec and Tom, friends of the pod, out, and then we had uh, frenemy of the pod, Darren and yeah. uh, Jim. Come on, oh, so Dan- as, Darren as was it there season one? I don't believe so. I don't think he okay. was. I think yeah. I think he took the place of that. And the 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 thing is, is we stream all these games on on uh, Twitch uh, TV, Map Sports uh, Twitch channel. Uh, where Brandon and I, Brandon and I call the games. But yeah, it's basically like, who knows, who can construct a team out of NBA greats better, assign style play, and then the video game generates and tells us who's who's best, right? And so I think that's the fun of it. Um, you know, I, I don't think everyone really like was sold on how fun it was to see it, like not to play the game, but to watch it as it's like a, a yeah, as like... I have I have I have more investment in a normal game than I normally did because I like toiled over who my draft picks were going to be and you know who I was going to start and the minutes I was going to allocate to them and then the the style of play is is 
Trent mentioned, like those things are also like fun to do it. And then it's like, all right, I've really figured this out. I think this is a winning formula. And then to go see your team either win and dominate or get dusted. Is I, like love I love it. I love I kind of remember like even watching not our teams, right? Like I love to show up like people would watch other guys' teams. Like it would yes. be like kind of like something the the length was perfect because it's like what it's like right at like 48 minutes or something it's like it's yep. like a legit like 15 minutes but you get to watch it like your heartbeat is just like watching the game it, it just like you know the guys just be like no you remember like mj wasn't good season one and yes. just yeah. like being hating mj just like no do not pass mj the ball <laughs> just right like, right watching that james was a, that was a big fun part of the fun for me is like massaging the lineup like i i think i was i think i had made the most game to game changes of anybody in season one, like where I was constantly trying to figure out how to optimize Havlicek, who's better off the bench, like in like switching people up. I mean, it, that was, yeah, you're right. You're like, you're completely invested. I do have to give a compliment to the both of you. Um, your, your excellent commentary, uh, oh, thank uh you. commentators. Um, and so it's fun to watch. It's fun to, it's fun to shoot little texts in the, 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 the the chat right there on the side and, and like have yeah. you have you speak my name into fame um, <laughs> you know that's that's good that's good it's time. so much fun so uh ma as like kind of running like as the commissioner like have to do all that lineup wait did you get a flood of things season two like were you like trying to like deal with everybody's requests um like, no i mean like i think i think everyone was good i would you know we set some maximums on the time like the amount of minutes so it really isn't like it's not that hard to change it too much right the like the who's like the minute log of like who's coming and going so most everybody was like really on it about sending it in eventually i'd just be like hey you know your game because we did actually we did the thing that we did different from one to two is we broadcasted regular season and an all-star game in season two so you got two games one pre all-star one post all-star to see like regular season how it played out we broadcast those games and then you got another minutes change to see and adjust to see like what other stuff you have on after the all-star break and how you're team was going to shape up and then before we got into the playoffs and then you could change your minutes uh, basically before every game but most people kept everybody the main players the same it was interesting to see like the rotational players who i thought was like who had the hot hand versus not and then trying to get them more minutes yeah i just gotta um, remember like i yeah i feel like i i lost hundreds of dollars at an all-star game i remember like i think there was some arbitrary like three-point contest i'll take all the action which i, I yep. love setting the lines i'll keep doing that uh, T-Boss, was there anything about your team that you felt like you couldn't control? It was like the most frustrating thing about like your changes versus how the team performed? Because it is like, it is, it's computer generated. Like those are just the facts. Just so, like, could you not figure out something? Expectation, like, like I, so I knew that I felt like everybody was going run and gun. And so I draft, and I, at the point that I drafted, I was like, okay, I think what I want to do is play like slow down and big i yeah. went really big and then defense um and <laughs> it didn't just, matter it's just like I yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like down. i like it, if it's kevin durant versus gary payton like kevin durant's gonna hit a shot <laughs> like you just like you're never right. like you're right office is gonna like like it was that. just offense was king um and so yeah i was i had done very well in season one with the twin towers of power 
um, mm. and, and discovered Hakeem the Dream late in the draft, which was nice. The best play. He's best player in the fucking game. I mean, yes, unbelievable. Like, and I paired him up with the that that Abdul, that Kareem Abdul J Bar. Uh, he was he was. I mean, as your number two, that's a lot. That, I mean, we're talking about over almost fifteen feet of talent there. So, yeah, I was pretty happy about it. So I you guess. you have to tell us are you, are you going to change? Is there anything you're thinking about in the draft strategy coming up? And we're going to get into it real fast, and then we'll wrap it up. But uh, I want to pitch you some ways we're thinking about it. But like right now, if we're going to run back how season two worked, like does your draft strategy change, or are you trying to get the same guys? Um, I mean, some of the I think everybody's developed like a couple guys that they think are always yeah. Solid. Yeah, you know, it, it turns like, into fancy football, right? It's just like yeah. I, yeah, it's just like I love who's the guy that's like everybody loves. It's just like what's that? It's just like oh, I need to get like what's the Saints running back for like a long? It's just like oh, like he'll he'll be good. He'll be good on my team. Like yeah, like, no, hundred percent. And there's also guys that are very difficult. Like I don't know how to value Michael Jordan. There's right. he carries yeah. too much built mystique that we all I think are assuming nobody's figured out how to use him correctly. But right. like, he looked better be season unlocked. two. Yeah. But he didn't he did look, look better like... season two. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Wait. Some of the newer like guards, like the James Harden and Steph Curry's were not as like dominant as I thought that they would have been. Yeah. Was it, was it like Jim yelling to not have James Harden shoot anymore? Like what's yeah, like, it was Bing, it was Bing to... again. Yeah. Bing got disappointed <laughs> by shooting like... guards two years in a row. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's like, tough. do not pull up and shoot. And James Harden was going very James Harden and just pulling uh, up. I mean, as far as your original question, I, I don't know how to, sp- I don't have any specific strategy. It really comes into form after I find out my draft pick. Cause if I'm number one versus number eight, like if I'm going eight, nine versus number one, it, it, it's really a hard thing to, to, cause I don't know who, if I was number one, I don't know who I would want to build around. Right. Like right. that's like, there's yeah. a, there's a couple, there's a couple good choices. Um, so, cause, cause we, uh, MA, we snake, right? We definitely snake. No, we did the matrix. We matrixed. Oh, it makes okay. That's good. That's so good. everyone effectively has the same value of total draft picks. Um, so we have <clears throat> two essentially two matrix for 16 positions, uh, 15 players and one organization, which is tethered to the coach right and so every coach has a preferred style of play so you know like i remember last year you were you were really angling for the rockets be for the um in the draft because steven silas had the seven seconds or less offense right which is that was clearly your thing coming into it then um then uh jim actually drafted him you got missed And you just took the Pelicans with Stan Van Gundy, which is a C minus <laughs> overall. And you're like, fuck it. We're still doing it. But I think yeah. you, you overcame it. And you're like, I'm going to. These are the fucking players. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, it's Steve Van Gundy, but these are still the fucking players. Like this is right. Kobe Bryant, like Kevin, like uh, Kevin Durant. Like we're, we're going to have like mellow come off the bench. Like we'll yeah. be fine. And you know yeah. what? Like spoiler alert. We were fine. <laughs> we won. You won. You won the whole thing. You beat me. I'm, I, I, I was in the finals again two years in a row. It, I was always a bright I mean, yeah, it, yeah. I didn't even get close. I blew through yeah. all the fucking yeah. playoffs. Like it was, a, yeah. the game was over by like the first quarter. It was just like this is was done. Okay, Do you, so we're, everybody have a secret weapon. I mean, we all know mine is Bobby deep three ball in the coos. E. <laughs> yeah, you do it like that. I, I like. I just like I, daggers. 
I'm I'm in love with Kobe Bryant. I don't think I'm ever not yeah. going to take Kobe Bryant, but it's like Akeem Olajuwon is obviously the best player in the game. Yeah, like Akeem, he's like he's like Akeem, game breaker good. Yeah, Akeem and Shaq. Shaq. Shaq's great. Yeah, Shaq's crazy. I mean, that's the thing is, is you, but you're really setting something because we also we see the ratings, right? And like yeah. Akeem was like a 98, and you have like a LeBron at 99. An MJ at 99. So it's like, am I going to start? I don't think Shaq. I think Shaq was like a 98 or 97, right? And like Kareem was yeah. 99. And Le- so we're starting for- at. LeBron was forgettable, right? Like, I don't remember. Like, yeah. LeBron, LeBron was. But LeBron was my second pick. I took, I had, or I had, uh, Magic was, was my first pick last year. It was great. LeBron was oh, my what? first Magic pick. In season one was, or season, season one. two was Magic. Season okay, one. Yeah, yeah. And I and I built I have, basically that I bet them I built them uh, strategically off of playmaking and versatility, and neither I mean they got me to the thing, but neither one won the championship. So we've seen like a Akeem or Shaq be like super dominant. So do we see some like does and it's a different it's a different version of the game. It's NBA two K twenty two that we're doing. I think we had 21 last year. I think for the two years, this year it's going to be 22. So I do, it'll be interesting to see if that carries over at all. You know what I mean? In the, in the, um, in, in the play style. Um, but did you want me to go into some of the changes that we were looking at? Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about, yeah. So let's T-Boz weigh in like what we're thinking about doing. Well, first off, let me ask you this T-Boz. Is there anything that you would have like liked to have seen as a as a charter member of Mad League that you can think of that stands out. If you don't, it's no big deal. Um, no, no. I mean, well, stuff that I don't know that you guys can affect it other than like, like, okay, the best thing would the dream would actually be that I also could call subs real time. That's the yes. dream. That's the that's the one thing that I'm thinking about. But I don't know how much that. Uh, I mean, because it's still simulated. It's still it's like. Yeah. But that would be the dream. Yeah. I don't think we can do that. But that's the the only thing off the top of my head. Unfortunately, to get it to sim, I have to take basically like two like players with two controllers and both put them to to CPU play to get it to automatically play. I think I could st- to start it, but then you can't. I can't overwrite the coach of being like. Well, no, I'm going to sub this person right back out. You know what I mean? So I never could do that. But that would ultimately, if there was like that control, if we could control the coaching aspect of it and just let it play, that would be very well. Yeah, fun like that. Not yeah. Now you're legit getting the play of just like two people yeah. playing against each other. Like right, two exactly. people need remotes in their hands. Yeah. <clears throat> right, and that's and that's where we're kind of like. So the here's the thing is, is so one thing that we we we've always like talked about, and this will be in the draft, is that so there are. Like obviously, you have your ninety-eight rating, but then there's individual ratings within that that player. Like a lot of times, we had like the um, the style, uh, like the preference, like a, a you know a, a defensive point guard, right, or a playmaker. We had those kind of things to the archetypes for the player. But now, if you're really wanting to get into style of play, which we think style of play kind of matters about how to go about it well let's curtail my team to specific guys that are in that so each player within the game shows like the letter grade of like inside scoring mid-range scoring three-point scoring defense perimeter defense interior defense and gives like a letter grade a plus to i think i think i've seen f's so we're going to give more information to the to the players and 
in or the drafters to so, show that they can see that this is like this is the strength of it along with the age of the player so we know what year that they're drafting in so more information there the other thing is is that we noticed so we set a minutes maximum like you no one can play more than 32 minutes and you know there's 240 minutes we're thinking about now making it a minutes minimum that so many players have to play 12 so you have to go deeper into your benches in order to play that so we're thinking rather than the maximum we're going to set a player minimum of i think we're going to go nine or ten players with a minimum of 12 minutes um so then that way we're we're spreading it thin thinner so I'm, i'm not sure what are your what are your thoughts on those I mean, that's interesting. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like fantasy football talk. Like I, I kind of, I usually go Zen because I'm like, it's all <laughs> even as long as you have rules and every, nobody can go outside, then it's all fair and it'll right. exercise. Uh, it'll advantage somebody a little more that has like a, a better ability to choose deeper in the draft versus somebody that because we did see last year where you can really run like a six if you have the maybe if you have the right people like six or seven at most right um and i mean nobody was using all their all their players um especially after season one i forget in season one somebody first game like just went even steven on everyone just got trucked um (laughs) (laughs) but but um yeah that's i think that that could be fun as far as in a way, it does take us away from a more realistic uh, approach, right? Like, Le- like early LeBron would run forty-eight minutes, um, right? And like, you know, AI was always on the court. Like, so it's you're you're devaluing stamina stats. I think. Um, oh yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. But, um and. And also you're eliminating the pro- you're more than likely eliminating anybody from getting a tired player and like making a poor coaching decision and letting that, that dragon ass icon come onto this. this. Well, I just, yeah, I just remember that. Was it Gatorade bottle? Yeah. The Gatorade yes. cup. This yeah. guy thirsty as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, interesting. So do you, so would you, would you prefer, just the minutes maximum or the minutes minimum then? I don't know. I mean, I like, I'm not against anything because change is fun. And, uh, you know, I've discovered and now that I'm in the middle years of my life, that change just renders a new unexpected outcome. So it's fine. My, my initial gut is just, is to be like, what bro, like it's, it's your right to run a man into the ground. You paid him his contract. Put him on the court, let him die. Um, but I, I'm not opposed uh, opposed to it. I mean, my general like I like I don't think it's a wrong move, but generally I'm just like let you know if the kid wants to, if if the coach wants five dudes at 48, he can do it and let him let him ride. If you can draft, if you can figure it out to where that's actually the 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 unlock code. Good on. Interesting. Okay. Because we didn't have anything to do with minutes before. Interesting. Okay. I'll think yeah. about that. Yeah. Well, it's good to have your your insight on there. Because really what we're trying to do, the, the, the core, the root of Mab League is to design, create, and essentially put together the best like 
the best team that you can and using the information that's in front of you. Like it, we want right. to inspire as much, um, you know, gameplay as possible and, and designing of your team. So we're, we're really just trying to think of that, like who can compose the right connection of players to, to win out. And that's really what it is. So if the minutes don't really play as much of a factor in that, that's, that's fine. We can, we can do that. We can really just, we can really just focus in on the information given to the, the Mab leaguers, which is, which is, um, you know, style of play and their unique special things that they can do. We can give that information. B and I will think on the minutes a little bit because I, I I don't want it just to be a race to whoever gets like the, the most 99s. That's what we're trying to get away of. We're trying to get yeah. the best composition of, of players in there. I agree. And, you know, that is important to remember that Hola, Mrs. Munoz, and that um, it isn't real life. So right. you do create the best game for the game. And though it is a mirror, it's just like fantasy football. Like people trying to figure out the best fantasy football ideas is like, you're never going to have real fantasy football life. Yeah. So, um, so you got to make the game the way it Wait, is. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. It's about making everybody excited to play. That's it. Yeah. So it's so, just like, I right. Mean, it's just like, Everyone feels like it's even, or there's not like if they do something slightly dumb, like they're not competing, which didn't. I mean, you you took a strategy last, and it was it was fun to watch, and it was not the right strategy, and none of us knew that it would like not go anywhere anywhere well at all. Did you like lose to like CPU teams? She's so so Jackson. I know. She's been waiting for me for 20 minutes. I know. I keep hearing her. You got to go. You got to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, go, buddy. Yeah, go, buddy. Her about to commit seppuku. She just, just walked over. That's right. Like, that's right. It's, it's not worth uh, it. It may yeah. be sports podcast, guys. If you want to be part of Mavs League Season 3, uh, T-Boss, thanks for jumping on. Appreciate you, brother. You can pop pleasure. off. Uh, shoot us an email. It may be sports podcast at gmail.com. We're going to fire that up. It's like, uh, I think what early it's got to be. Late April, right? I think we kick off. We we'll probably do the draft like third week of April-ish. Yeah, right? I think we're going to get some things squared away in here and set it together. We'll see. In the next few weeks, we're going to see Mad League Season 3 come together. Oh, that Season 2 icon you had was so good. It looks so good. These are exciting. You Listen, gentlemen, you guys are gods. I'm a friend of the pod. T-Ball's out. Later, buddy. Later, buddy. Thanks. Go. Go. Uh, all right mvps of the week right now i'm gonna go to let's shoot it out to the bears thing come back from france those kids you know what like gap here we a little older didn't realize that was a thing just like gap year <laughs> kids kind of doing their thing and just being like i can take a year off i can take a summer off but uh yeah showed up uh working hard shot some shorts good short there and then uh my boy friend of the pod joe b stand back helping Put that chateau back where it needs to be looking really good. I love it. I love it. It's always a fun. It's always an interesting pod year time of year when you go out to France. It is, it's always yeah. things are fun. I love it. Um, we have to do it. Like you, you, you know what? It should be you like sweating those morning time. <laughs> like it's just like time zones don't make sense. They're a thing. Yeah. They're a thing. Time zones are I all can't. lost now. I love you, but I cannot pay pot at 4 a.m. I sound more insane. <laughs> Perfect.
Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I mentioned him earlier from the top of the show, Brian Dutcher, former Michigan assistant, now leading San Diego State. He was always an assistant for the longest time. Even Steve Fisher took over San Diego State, and then he got his time to shine, taking this team, a, a really solid team um, altogether. Now he's playing for a national championship. Good on you, Brian Dutcher. Nice. Um, well, that's that. I brand yeah. animal. What do you sign yourself off with, Awesome. Do it, bro. Do it. Do it. Audience. Yeah. I've come to think we're gonna now we're gonna create a new dessert travel ch- show called No Mazer Mavervation. Damn it! Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.